0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Brew Daddies. My name's Adam Frank.
1: And I'm Richard Fowall. Before we get started, I do have to say that I have a cold. And so I just sound like I have a cold. That's the explanation for why I sound the way I do. I have a cold. Today, we are visiting Adroit Theory. Adroit Theory is a brewery about three, four years old now in Purcellville, Virginia. That's about an hour west of Washington, D.C., near the West Virginia border, about a half hour south of Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Purcellville is an interesting little small town. What did he say, 8,000 people, something like that?
0: Right around there, yeah. Right
1: around 8,000 people, but it's got a ton of breweries. It's got a couple of distilleries. It's got tons of wineries. So it's a great place to visit if you like a boozy weekend.
0: I would love a weekend there. Uh,
1: the problem is there's no hotels there and no Uber. So you got to like stay 12 miles away in a different town.
0: Yeah. It's not too far from Leesburg. So you could stay over in Leesburg, which has nice restaurants and hotels.
1: Yeah. I think we'll be visiting Purcellville at some point soon and maybe doing a uh, an overview of all the breweries that are available there.
0: So – I really wish Adroit Theory was a little closer to us because it is such a unique brewery. They really focus on small brews, especially barrel-aged brews, which is what they started with, but they've expanded out. Now they have some tart beers. They do do some IPAs and session beers as well. They do a lot of small batches, two to four keg batches, and they can have up to 24 different beers on tap at any one time. Now, interestingly, they've been there for about four years, and they've had designed over 400 beers in that time period. That's amazing. Isn't it? It really is. It's just incredible. And they're all just unique, really non-traditional beers. They don't really adhere to style guidelines, which is what makes them so unique and really makes their beers tasty. And that also... Leads into their artwork, which is very inspired by um, heavy metal, hard rock kind of music, and that's where they draw their inspiration for that. They have heavy metal and rock playing. There's a lot of Celtic in imagery
1: in their beers, Celtic as well, and in
0: their art, I think as well. And all the arts designed by Mark Osborne, the owner, and drawn some by him, but a lot also by other local artists. And it's really nice artwork. I really enjoy. The artwork they it's, have There's on the some beer. pretty
1: cool stuff there. Yeah. Definitely, uh, Adroit Theory has a great membership called the Black Heart Society, and there are three different levels, so you can find a level that will fit any budget uh, in the in the Black Heart Society. But like most membership societies, it's very much you get you get special release beers, you get you know invitations to parties that aren't open to the general public, uh, you get swag, those kinds of things. Um, we were there, actually, on a day when they were having one of their Blackheart Society releases, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Yeah, very but lucky we, for us. We were very lucky we got to try a special, edition, um, a special edition brew, and we'll talk about that. But first, let's talk to the owner of Adroit Theory Brewery in Purcellville, Virginia,
2: Mark Osborne. This is Mark Osborne, and I am the owner of Adroit Theory Brewing Company. We make what we call esoteric beers, which, uh, when we first started, was primarily big, boozy beers and barrel-aged beers. And for the first three years of existence, that was probably 95% of what we made, kind of fell into one of those two categories. This past year, here in 2017, we decided at the very beginning to expand our portfolio a little bit. And uh, add some things that were a little bit more sessionable, as well as some hoppy things into the mix, which everybody loves. So, uh, now, uh, when people ask, we explain we make big and boozy beers. We still make barrel-aged beers. We haven't deviated from that. But we also have some hoppy offerings, and we have some tart and fruity options. And then we have some sessionable options as well. So, um, again, we still don't make beer for the general public. We make beer for people that are into the very specific things that we're doing. But uh, we make uh, we make esoteric beers. When you've made as many beers as we have, and then you come up with the idea for the name, it was very easy at the beginning, and now it's actually work to come up with clever, clever ideas. Uh, we're at, I think, beer. We've made over 600 beers in the last four years, so it's becoming more difficult. Most of the time, it's driven by the artwork we're planning to use for a particular beer, and then you come up with the idea for the name, you know, to dovetail with that. We've used a lot of, you know, musical references, particularly early on. There was lots of references to Nine Inch Nails and Tool. Um, we've break, we've branched out and there's a lot of uh, literary references, so like the Death of Cthulhu. It's obviously an H.P. Lovecraft reference, but in a very adroit reconfiguration, if you will. I think we probably have 50 beers that have death in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, obviously, here at our tasting room, here in Percival, we do have you know a retail component. People can get bottles to go, growlers to go, et cetera. But we actually have a relatively wide distribution footprint, albeit very shallow. We self-distribute in Maryland, and it's from north of Baltimore all the way out to Hagerstown, all the way out to Annapolis. In Virginia, we actually started our own distribution company, uh, what well, my wife did. Let me rephrase that. And she runs that, and it's from Norfolk to Roanoke, to uh, Richmond, to Winchester, the entire state, basically. A lot of people obviously know who we are, and obviously we'll introduce some people who don't. but um, it's funny like people that have been with adroit since day one have seen a progression uh, that I talked about of where it was it was very, very, very niche. And we're still niche, I think, in a general sense. But you know, we have broadened our portfolio, and I think making some really nice beers that are going to appeal to you know a slightly wider audience. Um, but for 2018, um, we have very specific goals in mind. And if you know if they haven't been here in a year or two years, I think they're going to be shocked when they walk in the door. The caliber of our beers, I think, has always been solid. This year in particular, it's gone from you know good to pretty darn good, very good. And and 2018, we're going to take it to, you know, excellent. We really have a lot of uh, ideas that we want to implement, better equipment, better ideas, better people that are going to allow us to make really, I think, some just exceptional, exceptional beers, not just, you know, for Northern Virginia, but dire East Coast.
0: All right, we're back. We're now going to talk a little bit about the tap room, the bar area. So when you walk in, it's, it's pretty small. Let's be upfront about this. The bar, the brewery is right behind the bar area. It's a very compact place.
1: Yeah, this is a small, this is a nano brewery. They call themselves a nano brewery. The brewery itself is much, much smaller than most any other brewery we've visited.
0: Yeah, they have a bunch of like 10-gallon fermenters along one wall. Yeah. I mean, that's how nano they are sometimes. So their tap room is nano too. Right. But it's really nice. So it's a small space, but it's cozy. It's They have very nice chairs, very nice tables. It's a nice space, even though it's small. It's and comfortable. And they enjoyed it. It's Like you said,
1: it's cozy and yeah, comfortable. and it kept
0: the noise down a little bit as well, I think, because they don't have those insanely high ceilings like some places that are just feel like a big empty warehouse because it's so packed. It's not an empty warehouse.
1: Right, right, right. And, of course, they have a patio. Um, so when the weather is right. nice, they essentially double the space that they have available for for people to hang out, and and I think that probably makes it much more comfortable than when we were there on a day that it snowed. Right,
0: and they did say that they are trying to expand.
1: They they want to expand the brewery mostly, so they want to try to figure out how to move the tap room to a different location. Right, uh, it's 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 adjacent, so I didn't mean it to sound like they're moving it away. But they've got the space to move the tap room and have a, a dedicated separate tap dedicated room. tap room and then use the space that they have all of that space for brewing. Right. Which... And
0: he did show us the new area that they want to expand the tap room into. And they had a really nice bar and really nice long tables.
1: Yeah, it'll be nice when it, it does hold open. A lot more people. So we wish him luck in, in getting that open in 2018.
0: In terms of the noise, I hope you like hard rock, metal, punk kind of music because that's what they have playing all the time like i said it's one of their big influences so it's playing there it's not too loud though and i don't want to give you the illusion that they're 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 just blasting music out they're not but it's there and you
1: can hear it and yeah you can definitely
0: (laughs) hear it but i didn't really have a problem hearing people as well it was very easy to talk
1: that's true hear people yeah, I found I found that to be true and Adam and I both have hearing problems yes uh, in, in noisy crowded places. but yeah, no I had normal speaking voice conversations with people yes. when the place was full.
0: And I enjoyed the music as well.
1: Um, I wish I had had some of the food that they had, but they had as uh, they had a barbecue place in for the special party that we were able to go to. It's not something they regularly do. They do occasionally have food trucks at Adroit Theory. But generally speaking, if you want food, you either have to bring it yourself, call one of the delivery places nearby, or send someone out for a local fast food.
0: Or just really like nuts.
1: Or really like nuts. They do have nuts. Yes. Adroit Theory, I will tell you, is a brewery tap room about beer. So it's not a big family outing kind of place. I would say we did see some kids right. there yes but it's not really set up for hanging out and playing games it's really beer centric which is great yes. i mean that's what they do and they do well uh, when their patio is open they do allow least leashed dogs on the patio but they don't allow them inside the brewery and there's not a lot of big space big tables that will hold you know eight to ten of your friends Right? Uh, it's mostly small tables,
0: yeah, hopefully that's coming, like we said with the expansion. I think with the expansion, hopefully they will have more things like games and things so that people can hang out. We'll make see a day
1: of it. We'll see. We will definitely uh, have to go back and check that out. We got a little private tour of the brewery. We didn't take the formal tour because they weren't doing formal tours because they were doing their membership society uh, special party, but it's not that hard to take a tour. <laughs> of a droid theory it's tiny
0: yes it is it's
1: about 20 25 feet long (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: what it seems like yeah but they have i believe it was uh two two of the big fermenters uh and not much more than that you know the the other fermenters were all smaller you know 2 to 4 barrel. So they do a lot of small batches and then they they build them up into the bigger batches, the 40 barrel batches.
1: They also do a lot a lot of beers where they'll make several batches and then they make variations on a the theme, which I thought was really really interesting. You know, they'll take a, a one base and they'll fruit it or they'll store it, in, you know, they'll take a third of it and put it in one kind of barrel. And another third, and put it in a different kind of barrel, and then the last third, and put it in a third kind of barrel, and so they started with the with the same, you know, brew, and but then they have
0: yeah, a good example of that is their ghosts. I mean, they have their regular ghosts, then they have a raspberry one, passion you mean fruit goza? guaff ghosts, <laughs> goza. <laughs> it sounds like you're in Ghostbusters, and you're talking about the uh, gozer, gozer, yeah. <laughs>
1: I believe it's pronounced Goza. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to say about the brewery itself is that they do actually go outside. They do bigger batches that they that they want to run at a, at a different facility. So they go outside for some of their brewing, but what they're brewing inside and what you're going to get at the at the tap room is amazing. And and that's the place you want to go and really really experience Adroit Theory.
0: Yeah, and in addition to that, they have a lot of collaborations where. You know they work with the local distilleries and they get their barrels.
1: Yeah, it's it's it gives them a lot of room to experiment with with what they're doing. Being a place that really likes to do barrel age stuff, that's having a lot of different sources for their barrels creates a lot of different varieties and the kinds of beer that they can that they can make and age. What do you say we talked to some of the patrons that we met when we were at Adroit Theory? Sounds good. Hi, my name is Chris. Uh, I'm pretty regular at Droid. I'm a member of their Black Heart Society. I uh, come pretty regularly. They like going for the strong beers and they have pretty good variety. Uh, they like doing the variants on some of their staples, so it, it keeps us interested in coming back for trying all the unique uniqueness that they've added to them. Come out to Droid, sport your local beer. Hello, I'm Eddie. Probably here, I don't
0: know, once every month or two. I'm a big fan of their beer. Um, I like uh, some of their strong uh, stouts, uh, their Imperial Stouts. Their IPAs have a good flavor. Could do without the Gozes, but uh, (laughs) that's just me. Days like today where they have a release, gets a little bit crowded, so if they had a little bit more room, it'd be a little bit better. But overall, not too bad. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Every time I come here, the beer might have something to do with it, though. It's definitely a really good place to grab beer, different uh, varieties. Uh, they always have something new on tap, which is one of the reasons I keep coming back. Um, they have different variants of things they things they do, and then they're always trying new stuff. So I, I enjoy that.
1: Uh, my name's Jason. I've been a member here since they pretty much opened, I guess. So somewhat of a regular, especially in the summertime, because it's close to the w and D trail. So we this is a regular happy hour stop for uh, bike rides for us in the summertime. There's several breweries in Leesburg, but this is usually our go-to spot just because there's always a good variety of beer. And uh, that's definitely a, a big draw here is just the variety. And we're back.
0: And we're back. We're back. <laughs> back in the saddle again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Brew Days. All right. Adam, the beer at Adroit Theory was some of the best tasting beer I have ever had in one place ever except for a few beer festivals. Agreed. I tried. While I was there, I tried some Gozas. I tried some of their hoppy beers. I tried some of their robust beers. Every single one was original like nothing else I'd ever had.
0: I tried the Goz. I tried Goza, excuse me. (laughs) I tried their their Imperial uh, Stout. I tried a IPA as well.
1: What were your favorites?
0: Well, I had two favorites. I'm going to start with their the special beer that they had at the time because it was the member party the special edition yeah it
1: was special edition special
0: edition the beer is called death of cthulhu which is based on the hp lovecraft book now they make the death of cthulhu there normally but this time they added cinnamon coconut and pecans to the beer i mean the only word i have is wow this was a really really nice beer you, I mean, you definitely get the, the, the imperial stout flavor. You get that big, bold flavor. You get the boozy, booziness of an imperial stout. But then you get the cinnamon, coconut, pecan flavors that come through that are just so nice. And
1: it was it, so spicy
0: and blends together so well
1: and so chocolatey and so perfect.
0: Uh, it was just wow.
1: I fell asleep dreaming about what that beer tasted like.
0: I think I had a dream or two about it as well. I mean, the only problem with this beer, you couldn't get a growler.
1: The only problem with this beer is it's gone. Well, yeah, there's that. There's too. no more. We got that one 10 ounce pour, and that's all we'll oh ever get.
0: You're making me cry.
1: Oh, <laughs> so good. That was a five stein beer, if ever there's a five stein beer.
0: I would say it's a six stein beer, even though yeah. we only go up to five stein.
1: Yeah. So if, I, if a five stein beer is a beer that I will buy if I see it, no matter what, this was almost at the level where I would actually call them on a regular basis and say, when are you going to make that again? 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 But probably not. So I'll leave yeah. it at a five stein beer.
0: It was just really, really nice. And so, you know, we're not the only ones who feel this way on Untapped. stars. So, I think everyone who drank this beer really enjoyed it. The second beer I had that I want to talk about was the Illusion of Safety, which is their Goza beer. The one I had was with passion fruit and guava. Again, just a a very full-bodied, very nicely blended beer. You get this really nice tart start to the beer, and then you get the fruit coming in at the end, with a little bit of sweetness, but really not a lot. More just the flavoring. For me, it was like a Twix—two great tastes that taste great together.
1: Like a Reese's.
0: Reese's. Yeah, isn't that Twix? <laughs> no, Twix no. is
1: like a left and right thing.
0: Oh yeah. Chocolate Two great and tastes peanut that taste great that together. Great it together. was just. Such a well-made beer.
1: I was really impressed with their fruity beers. I didn't I didn't try the illusion of safety, but I had one of their gozas in their antithesis line. Uh, I had the zombie cocktail. Now, you know me. I love fruity rum soaked cocktails, Caribbean cocktails, fruit drinks. I love that stuff. Oh yeah. And this was like a zombie, which is a Caribbean cocktail, right? I think Caribbean. But it tasted so good, it was so fruity, it was so light, but just, you could tell it was just boozy enough, just tart enough, um, that I really had to keep myself from chugging it. I mean, really had to keep myself from just knocking back a 10-ounce glass in no time flat. I had to force myself to sip it like a grown-up.
0: Very similar to the illusion of safety. I mean, just such well-crafted that you just wanted to keep drinking.
1: Well, I also had one of their porters called The Devil Made Me, which was a smoky pepper porter. I think it was a smoked and serrano pepper. And I also love, in addition to fruity, rummy kinds of Caribbean stuff, I really like barbecue. I really like smoked foods and I really like peppers. So The Devil Made Me Porter at Adroit Theory was like a perfect balance of smoky and and hot from peppers in what I tend to call a barbecue beer, which is my favorite kind of beer to make, as Adam well knows. Yes. But they did a fantastic job. So having that smoky, the smoky, spicy barbecue beer that t- it was so good, really, that sort of made my day. It was the last thing I tasted. It just sort of made my whole experience at Adroit Theory end on the most perfect note that it could end
0: on. How would you compare it to the one that you made?
1: Oh, it's way better than the one that I made. The first time I made my pepper-smoked beer, yes. I thought it was amazing. I never, in the three or four subsequent times that I brewed it, ever thought it was as good as the first batch that I did.
0: First time is always the best. Yeah.
1: So, every beer that I had there, I will automatically call a five-stein beer. Actually, that's not entirely true. The ones I just named. The Zombie Cocktail, The Devil Made Me Porter, The Death of Cthulhu... All of all I will all of those are five stein beers. I would buy it if I saw it. If it was available, I would get one. Every other beer I had there was a four stein. Easy.
0: I would agree with that. I also had a IPA there, the EBT, which I really enjoyed. Definitely four stein beer. But these two that I the illusion of safety and the death of Cthulhu, definitely five stein beers.
1: So all in all, a droit theory brewery, I believe technically it's a droit theory brewing company. In Purcellville, Virginia, is a 5 stein brewery. There's no question. If you have an opportunity to go to Adroit Theory and spend an afternoon, you should do it.
0: Definitely go there. Just don't even think about it. Just go there.
1: <laughs> Just make it happen because you will get, if, especially if you're a beer lover. I mean, that's the one thing about Adroit Theory that was clear from beginning to end in everything that we experienced when we were there. This is a brewery for people who love craft beers. Yes, but if you really like people pushing the envelope, you should give it a try. There will you will gar- be guaranteed to find something you love on their menu.
0: Yeah, um, and as Mark Osborne told us, you know if you've gone there before, go again because they're constantly changing, they're constantly improving, they're constantly have new types of beers as well.
1: So, in summary, a droid Theory, a five stein brewery. 5 steins. 5 steins. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this episode of Brew Daddies. We hope you will subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or Google Play Music or wherever podcasts are available.
0: And please rate
1: us. Tell your friends about us. And if there are some bre- if there's a brewery that you think we should visit, please let us know. Thanks for listening.
0: Ciao.